Welcome to. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. Yeah, we were doing sexy voices in the microphones. We're doing ASMR. If you don't know what ASMR is, then type into YouTube Shona Denovan ASMR. I have an ASMR. So basically, uh, it's like, I don't know what ASMR actually stands for, but it's like um, uh, when people are like stimulated by sounds and whispers and it makes their like skin like stand on it. Um, So I did a deadlift tutorial ASMR video (laughs) where I whispered the whole thing and I was like, make sure you maintain a neutral spine, activate the glutes. Uh, yeah, and it actually has quite a lot of views. That's it. Well, we're going to get a hell of a lot more now. That's quite creepy, though. Uh, it is quite creepy, but um, I'm a creepy person, and I've come to terms with that. <laughs> okay, fair. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm really good. Uh, we haven't done any planning. Normally, Em and I have a chat about what we're going to talk about, but she just... Um, sprung the record button on me and here we are I didn't want to I didn't want to miss the like talking into the microphone I think people will have enjoyed that I'm sure they will have um yeah I'm really good um Nicola has just told us that we're definitely staying in for another three weeks how do you feel about that wait is that actually official well what she said right okay so what she said is okay although Boris might say something else People of Scotland, you'll stay in for another three weeks unless I tell you otherwise. Do you know yeah. what? I quite like Nicola. Me too. What do you like the most about her? She's quite assertive. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. She's, she's not a risk taker, but at the same time, she is assertive. Yeah. She's very firm as well. She's like, and, and quite just like, this is what we're doing. But also... Yeah, I know that's what you need, but also like I don't feel that she has an ego, so it doesn't get in the way. Like if someone was like, "Oh, do you know what? Like a week into lockdown, the, the next three week lockdown, whatever," someone's like, "Do you know what? We, for some crazy reason, no one is getting coronavirus now." She'd be like, "Okay, I was wrong. We can go out now." Or but like I don't feel like she'd be like, "Well, I said this, and so I just can't back down on it." Absolutely, I feel like she definitely cares about people, whereas. Um, Boris Johnson, Donald Trump particularly cares about the economy yeah and, and she- also their own ego like Donald Trump just doesn't want to be wrong mm-hmm. so if he says something that's wrong he's like well well, we're going to have to sit by that now because I said it absolutely um, how are you? how's your week been? it's been mad actually I was up till very late last night trying to record lectures for EIQ right. nutrition, which is the new nutrition course that Amelia and I have just finished um, well, actually, we've not finished it. Well, all the contents, which we've not filmed all the lectures yet. Um, but we're open for business, as in people can join up and start the introductory lecture, which is very exciting. And actually something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I think that, like, I hope that that would be where my career is sort of moving. Well done. Yes, well done. You. That's really good. You're setting yourself up yeah. to move in that direction. So that's awesome. Well done, you. Yeah, I was thinking about it. And I actually think that's probably in a way what I've always wanted to do and, and kind of to some extent what I do now. Like I've always been more drawn to working online, not because I want to be like on my laptop in Bali, but because I like working with like a large number of people and I like educating them. And mm-hmm. you know, like the gym environment is not really somewhere for education. Like you can't, you know, you're going to be looking at their technique, maybe counting their reps, making sure they're doing okay. And, and you might ask, like answer a few questions, but you don't have time for like a 15 minute explanation of how muscle protein synthesis works or how much, why eating protein is important and all these things. So I think um, that's what I've always been drawn to. That's awesome. And I, I think it's amazing because think how many PTs would love to work solely online and think how many PTs actually can do it like yourself. Because I even think that before lockdown started, there was PTs that were doing tons of online training, but then lockdown started and their workouts don't work. They don't know how to just get people to exercise. They only know how to get people to do three sets of 10 of this with a barbell, three sets of 10 of that. 
Whereas um, you you clearly don't do that. You've got so much arsenal. Um, just from experience, arsenal, is that the correct word? I don't know, but I kind of enjoyed it. So yeah, we'll go with that. It is um, interesting though. And I think when lockdown happened, everyone was like, oh, we'll just like, all the PTs like, we'll just move online. And the thing is, being an online personal trainer is a completely different skill than being a face-to-face trainer and they yeah. require different things. So, you know, there'll be people that were really amazing face-to-face trainers, but they're not actually very good online coaches and vice versa. Mm. So I think it's been quite hard for people. And, and I think people need to realize that, that it requires a different skill set and mm. people will be better at that or worse. So you put on your stories last or it was on your post you had a post about how you don't need to have a lot of followers on instagram but i would say that you probably if you want to have like a like an online business you probably would need to what do you think well i mean technically no so let's say you had 500 engaged followers yeah. and half of them wanted to be your clients yeah. you'd have too many clients you That's know true so technically no but I get what you're saying like you actually do probably need some sort of following Uh but not to the extent like I guess my point was don't just try and get a following by putting up selfies or TikTok videos or things like that like you want people to be following you for the right reasons Mm -hmm. and I do understand that there is a bit of a game to play in that say I put up loads of funny TikToks, I'm not funny or, and I can't dance. So that probably wouldn't work for my marketing, but say I could do those things. And I built a huge following and then I sort of flipped and started actually giving out good information. Then I guess people might come to me and, and want to work with me, but there's no way that I would be like, Oh, do you know who I really want to work with? That girl that's always doing like stupid videos on TikTok. Like I just think she'd be a great coach and is really knowledgeable. So mm. Yeah be relative to what you actually want to yeah and I think that your post was a reaction to some drama that happened um over the weekend and I was living for it like it's really bad as a yoga teacher you're not supposed to like enjoy gossip or drama like you're supposed to just rise above it like literally float above it but I don't I'm like Emma what happened so yeah tell us tell us what happened I can't think what, I mean, it probably was, but I can't really actually think what drama that was now. It was your friend um, post pictures of her bum um, squeezed and then oh, like, yeah, okay. another, another guy took the piss out of it. No, it, that was, okay, that was a separate drama, babe. There's been many dramas. Oh, there's been, has there been more drama? It was a completely separate drama, but it's quite interesting and I would quite like your thoughts on it, okay? Yeah, uh-huh. What do you know about body positivity? Right, so um, body positivity, I think, has been hijacked by um, people like ourselves, right? So body positivity, in my opinion, belongs to people that have bodies outside the norm, so uh, I, I'm probably going to offend someone here, but I think body positivity belongs to people who are um, disabled, people who aren't, aren't white, um, people who are overweight, or I don't know. Basically, I think body positivity has been stolen by thin white girls and being like, oh, I'm not a size 10 body positivity. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just think that you should, should veer away from that. However, um, I, re- I do enjoy, uh, I've forgotten her name. Hayley. Hayley. I do enjoy her posts. She's, she doesn't just post pictures of her bum. She's a very intelligent person. She shares a lot of stuff that's really helpful. Um, I think that um, I think that was really unfair what, what happened because he kind of lumped her in with, with people that uh, I wouldn't necessarily, well, it w- I would say it was really obviously targeted at her, that video, wasn't it? It was really obvious because she, <laughs> she had just posted a video or a picture like that. Um, but he was kind of lumping her in with like the Gymshark, um, just posting pictures of their bum, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't find pictures of women in their underwear. Like that doesn't do anything for me. Well, maybe it does for you, Emma. But it doesn't well, you know, I'm really enjoying it. Doesn't, it doesn't like make me think, oh, I want a body like that. Oh, now I need to go and hit the gym. That is not how it works for me. And equally, I don't find someone like showing me that they've got a squishy bit 
motivating either. So I mean, yeah, just but sort I think of... you're very comfortable in your body, and so I think there's a couple of things to unpack here. <laughs> Firstly, I think the body positivity movement is different than body positivity, and I think anyone can have body positivity. Yeah. You're like, I'm positive about my own body, right? You don't have to be in a large body, in a small body, black, white, disabled, anything. Yeah. Everyone yeah. can have that. But the body positivity movement, and, and I might be murdering this because I don't know that much about it, yeah, but yeah. I sort of agree with yeah. what you were saying at the start that it is sort of, it's more for people who are out with the, and I'm not even going to say norm, out with the norm that's been created by society. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> Amen, sister. Um, so I think that's one side of it. And I don't think what Haley does is body positivity. No, and what, I actually checked, she doesn't ever use the... No, 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 yeah, she doesn't. But she's been, exactly, she's been lumped in with that. What Haley does, which is completely separate than that, and I think is very useful, is she shows that you can look perfect. Like, Haley looks amazing. And when she's posing in the right light, like you're like, she has the absolute perfect body. Now you might have a like body like that, but you'll see yourself with, you'll look down and be like, oh, but when I sit down, I do have rolls or I still have like cellulite when I scrunch my ass in or whatever. And because you don't see other people doing that, you're like, oh, she's perfect. And I'll never like, I think it's quite useful for someone who maybe isn't overweight but but still has really bad body image issues and uh, like most most people with the worst body image issues aren't overweight so Mm. it could be someone like that who's like okay actually I do have these things too and that's completely normal and I I actually think that's really helpful for a lot of people in fact I'm not going to say a lot of people a lot of people in the fitness industry so in the sort of like if you were looking at population wide don't think that the, the photos that Haley puts out are particularly useful, but within the fitness industry and within her following, absolutely really useful. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, there's more to her content than just that, but yeah, I think that they sort of got lumped in together. Like that's not a body positivity movement. And it's like, yeah, okay. But, but these things are so hard because everything gets labeled in the fitness industry. Like even intuitive eating, like you can't say that, you're doing intuitive eating because that is like a specific diet with specific like how you look at food and specific kind of rules and um things to go by but if you're eating intuitively that's different you know you could you could eat intuitively but you're not intuitive eating and it like little things like that is just it's quite strange it is quite strange, but there's so much room to discuss, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, and everyone's allowed to have their opinion. But on my story, that was like, do you find this useful or do you not find this useful? Yeah. And I discussed it in the Commit Six group as well, just because it's quite an interesting discussion to have, and it was quite surprising. That it was like sixty found sixty percent found it useful, forty percent didn't find it useful. Uh-huh. Now that's like fine. It, I guess it just shows, which I'm sure we didn't need to do a poll to figure out that some people are motivated by different things. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. also why someone might be more attracted to working with Haley than me, or, you know, everyone's a bit different. And if everyone put out the same sort of content all the time, then it would be really boring. So I'm quite happy that there's a, a bit of diversity there. And it's really interesting to turn, turn back because sometimes you think, oh, well, I find it useful. So everyone must find it useful. When actually yeah. that's not, not always the case. Yeah. Always something to learn. Always. Yeah. We grow we started on um, quite a serious note. That's not really like us. I know. Or maybe it's just not like me. Um, but there you go. Thank you so much for answering my question about the drama. But I'm now intrigued about the other drama. Or maybe you can tell me that afterwards. I think... Um, no, I could say it. Drama so in your life? There was... Um, I mean, this isn't really drama, but it, it was actually something I did want to highlight. So if anyone was watching the Fitness Unfiltered conference on the weekend, we had a roundtable on marketing, which was really, really interesting. But it was sort of said or referred to a few times, like almost insinuating like, oh, you know, all online coaching is the same. It's just how you market it that's different. Has the sound gone funny? I know it's normal again. Um which I was like, actually, I don't think that is the case. But that was probably what, what I wanted to call out about that. And I don't, was that what my post was about slightly? So what did, what do you think? What do you think then? 
Oh, I think everyone has a completely different service. And I think even if all of the services were the same, like I am fully aware that personal trainers work with me or do commit to six potentially to figure it out for their own business, which I am completely open to. Like I am happy to share the way that I coach. The difference is their coaching will be different. Like it's the person that's delivering the information and the information that they know and the way that they do it. That is like the magic of working with one personal trainer over another. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm sure you wouldn't mind someone coming and watching you deliver a personal training session. Like you're not doing, there's no secrets no. there. And no one could no. deliver it like you do anyway. Absolutely not, no. Absolutely bloody not. Absolutely not, not no. <laughs> they could try and they'd fail. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had so many online coaches, Emma. I'd say you're probably number five. Um, oh, my, really? I know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So the first coach that I had was um, someone in Canada. And what I really loved about her, and I'd stuck with her for such a long time, and then it um I had no money so I just stopped uh, but what I loved about her is that she knew everything about my life and it wasn't about how many macros I'd hit it was like about how I was feeling and it would be like a diary entry and she would address every single point and then I moved on to someone else who was in the UK who specialized in crossfitters and he didn't give a shit about any of my emotional stuff like I'd sent I was like yeah, so on Monday I was feeling a little bit low, so I ate food, whatever. And it, he just was like, okay, next week, 10 less carbs. And I hated it. I, yeah. I just didn't like it, but everyone was raving this guy. And then um, I found Emma, and Emma is, I would say, a wonderful mix of both. So you're right, like you can't you can say that everyone's doing it the same online. Nah. Yeah, and I think what would be, like, I mean, obviously, because I know what your check-ins are like now, like, and some people are completely different. Like some people do write to me like a diary and that's probably yeah. what they need at that time, which yeah. is fine. But you, you're probably now in a place where actually you need that bit of accountability, a bit of structure, yeah. Yeah. but you maybe don't need to write all of your thoughts and feelings down. But I think, I think that changes. And I, I think the right coach for you might not always be like that might change during your life. So I've moved people on because they like one woman came to me, lost a huge amount of weight and then she got so into the gym and she really wanted to compete in powerlifting. And I was like, there's better coaches for you now. Like yeah. I am not yeah. a powerlifting coach. So you mm. move them on and, and I was right for her at the time to lose the weight for her, but I was not the right coach to then take her to powerlifting competing. That would make me laugh if you wanted to try it. <laughs> what, me doing powerlifting? <laughs> Oh your poor back <laughs> I know do you know what I find really funny like the bit before they deadlift and sometimes people like go like Woo! and then like down no one can see me but you know what I mean she looked like a gymnast and she went but they like, do that. have you seen that <laughs> you like Tom Daly about to dive into a pool <laughs> uh did you see are you into like strongman did you see Thor beat the world record deadlift no got 501 kilo deadlift it really scares me watching things like that right okay well you'll enjoy this then <laughs> what i i absolutely love eddie hall like i'm a huge fan um so eddie hall had 500 kilo deadlift thor lifted 501 and it's a bit dodgy because he didn't do it in competition and he's meant to be in lockdown and he had like 20 people there watching him do it um and uh, so, yeah, he's beaten them, but it's, it's a bit contentious. Now they've announced that they're going to have a boxing match. What? Yes. Eddie Hall versus Thor. Thor uh, Bjornsson. Oh, my God. That would be amazing, but also absolutely terrifying. I'd be worried I, they might have, like, a heart attack or something. Yeah, or, like, an aneurysm or something. That's, like, they're both about about 200 kilos. Two, like, 400 kilos of men throwing themselves around a boxing ring. I can't so wait. In my first gym job, oh no, my second one actually, I worked at the uni gym and there were some like really serious lifters and they used to come in and like they had all like the smelling salts and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I remember this one guy going for like a deadlift PB, which he got, but he like burst a blood vessel in his head at the same time. Oh! Like, it was that just, was and like a nosebleed. And was, like, Can you imagine pushing yourself to that? level where a vessel would burst in your head and your face 
Like, I'm surprised he didn't shit himself. I thought that would happen before. Yeah. What's the hardest you've ever pushed yourself during exercise? Like, what has happened? Oh, I don't know if anything's happened. I think rowing would be, like, the absolute hardest I push myself. Right, okay. What about you? Um... I have like I have peed like um and it like projectile peed out the front. It was very funny. How did I, it, what do you mean out the front? How where did it go? Like through, as in, like through the front of my leggings, like a little spout of pee came out the front and out and there was about fifteen people in the room as well. <laughs> wait, wait, what were you doing? I was I was going for a one rep max clean and as I was standing <laughs> up, like I was like I felt the pee coming and I could have dropped the bar or I was like, nah, I'll pee in front of everyone. I'm going to get this lift. And I got it. Wow. Just like Paula Radcliffe, aren't you? (laughs) Oh my God. Did she not poo? Yeah, I think she pooed. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame that everyone knows that and everyone remembers that when she did so many amazing things. You know, even when, so Paula Radcliffe had the world record for like a long time, the world record in the marathon, the the fastest time any woman has ever run the marathon. And people still remember her for the time that she pooed herself. (sighs) Pooed outside the road. That's such a I felt so sorry for her. Like, like actual heartbreak (laughs) that every time the Olympic game, like, like, something happened and it just didn't work out for her Mm. it looks like you've got a little tiny hand oh my god wait you have a tiny hand (laughs) i love those tiny hands one of my clients bought me this that is like the best thing that a client could ever buy you oh hello (laughs) it's quite scary isn't it it's quite scary. And um, not so watching. I have a tiny hand. I didn't attend your fitness unfiltered weekend because it was my Hindu on Saturday. I had a oh my god, on- yeah, I really wanted to know about this. It was it was so I was so nervous about it because there was 20 people at it. And normally if you were having a Hindu, have you been to a Hindu before? Yeah, but it was a very mild Hindu. <laughs> was it very mild? What did you do? <laughs> We basically um, went to this bar in Dundee and it was like me, my girlfriend at the time, the bride, two other friends and like her mum. And then I remember this man sat next to me and he was like, oh, so what are you girls doing? And I was like, we're at Hindu. And he was like, what? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> it was quite mild. Um, well, mine was um, online. So, I mean, that was as wild as it could get. Um, Original. I like it. There was, there was 20 of us. I was nervous because if there'd been 20 of us, like, together in a room, people split off into separate conversations, whereas there was one conversation the whole time. So it did feel like me and my sister, so my sister planned it. We were hosting it. So it was a little bit scary, but it actually went really, really well. Did you do like, hello, could everyone just go around and introduce themselves? And like, how do you know me? Where did we meet? Yes, we did do that. Um, And there was, it it, it just turned into, hi, um, so I've known Shona for three years and what I like about her the most, and I just loved it. My head was, (gasps) oh, do you know what? Um, I'll give you a compliment because what I like about, this the most is that like there's loads of people like oh my god the worst thing in the world happened and I can't do my hen do and it was meant to be the best night of my life and you've just been like yeah this is great I'm having a hen do like (laughs) and you've totally gone for the positive like oh great get all my friends around like this is what we're doing and I just loved that there was no like pity party like oh sorry sorry for me not being able to have my hen do like you were just like yes I'm having a hen do great like it's on zoom whatever I love it. Well, there's people dying. Can you imagine me if I was like, but what did my hand do? Well, but people are like that. Seriously? Oh my God. I know. Get a grip. Even if it was my wedding that had to be rescheduled, like there is more important things in life. Yeah. And the other thing is like, you're with the person that you love. You will get married. Yeah. Just might be a little bit later. Yeah. And I think as well, it gives you more time to save so someone that I know um, has had to reschedule her wedding and 
what she's going to do is just spend more money on it when it does come because she's got she'll have more time to save so you know every cloud yeah um but see what you think about this so one of um my very close friends and i love her very much um she's a very good friend of mine she said um that when she met me she didn't like me <gasps> and i didn't know this i had no idea she said for the first year didn't like you and so after a that whole year. a whole year so after that i want to dis- to discuss with you um because i think i'm quite a self-aware person and we talked about that in one of the first podcasts didn't we Do you know what the worst person is though the person who's like i am so self-aware but is completely not self-aware well, this is the thing. I'm, I'm now worried that was me because how can you go a whole year of thinking someone was your pal and they didn't like you? No, I don't think that's you though. I think mm. like not being self-aware would be something like, oh, do you know what? I'm just, I'm such a good friend. I always check on my friends. I always do this or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sorry, I was distracted by, I thought you were doing this. <laughs> yeah (laughs) you know one of my friends was actually doing that so my friend my hand finished at one o'clock because one of my friends fell asleep on camera uh she it's like a good that's a good party though i mean i hope she didn't fall asleep she more like passed out because she was drunk oh no she she passed out right and then we were going i won't shout her name we're going so and so so and so wake up and then she woke up like this With both fingers up, like giving us the fingers. It was so, honestly, the funniest, funniest drunk. It was so bizarre. And we even did that thing where at the end of a Hindu, when everyone's had a few drinks, like people were opening up and sharing like their deepest. It was actually just so nice. That sounds really nice. It was good. It was really good. But yes, um, back to what we were saying about what I'd written down was uh self-awareness versus being yourself versus self-improvement versus the Marilyn Monroe quote like you know that um if you can't handle me at my worst then you sure as hell don't deserve me at my best oh you hey know? sister <laughs> um I guess so I think a question I have is how do you know that you're self-aware oh oh Oh. Yeah, I don't think you can really declare yourself as self-aware. Like, I would feel that it would be someone else that says, Do you know what, you're actually really good at taking on or, like, anal- self-analyzing and building upon that. Yeah, you, I don't think you'd be able to actually really, truly be self, self-aware. What do you think? No? Yeah, yeah. And it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's almost like saying, I'm really kind and generous. <laughs> people are like okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it is it is a tough one I do think reflecting on things that you've done especially if like say you've had an argument and instead of thinking like even if it's emotionally fueled like maybe the, a couple of days later you consider like was that did I deal with that in the best way I could have mm-hmm. and what might have been a better way to deal with these things like I guess yeah. that's what makes you quite self-aware but I think almost the most self-aware people wouldn't be the ones that would say that they are although I think we both said that we were (laughs) (laughs) we did Uh, but we're reflecting like how long ago was that podcast that was probably about two months three months ago yeah so a lot's changed we're different people now we are definitely we've grown um have you grown I've grown you've grown yeah yeah um yeah so what do you like do you ever get moments when you think back on like a past self and you get like a cringe moment or do you have you always thought that emma story gordon like throughout the years has been awesome and done the best that she could have done oh no like i've definitely i think it would be weird if anyone was like okay so there's two like i've definitely dealt with things badly in the past and there's definitely things i'm like oh wish i'd not done that but at the same time i like this sounds cheesy as well, but I, I do like where I am and who I've become probably as a result of some of those like mistakes or bad decisions or yeah bad decisions, but just not yet knowing your values. And I think one, your values can change and two, like it can just like take a while for you to realize what you do really care about and who maybe you do really care about and 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you could say well. that the worst thing that ever happens to you in your life could actually be the greatest gift because how you then deal with it or how it changes you as a person for the better and the lessons that you learn from it can be can be life-changing when it actually at the time that it it fucking sucks yeah i think the hardest things can like result in like really amazing things to come out of them yeah yeah so how do i like so if i think about who i was when that girl didn't like me it makes me go okay well that that could be why she didn't like you then (laughs) no 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 i'm thinking now I'm thinking now about that person. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's what I mean. But like who you were then, uh-huh. like you just said, that makes you go, Ugh. no, no, no. Me thinking about, oh, yeah, I suppose actually you. Yeah. Okay, now I'm confused. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, this has just got too deep. I've fallen so deep that I've, I'm just lost. Yeah, um, you got um, very deep. We actually have a listener question. <gasps> Let's I know. It. Hold on, I need to find it. I should have done this prior. Oh no, wait, here it is. Okay, so this person has been with their boyfriend and then in brackets, that is, okay, then in brackets, that is what we're calling it now for six months. But he doesn't put me on his social media despite the fact that he is on it a lot and uses it for work. And then, oh, here's the juicy bit. I won't say his name because you might know him. Oh. oh, I'm definitely messaging back asking the name. But anyway, yeah, you need to know. We, I wouldn't know that he had. So basically, it looks like he doesn't have a girlfriend on his social media. But and I assume that she shares pictures of him. No, she doesn't either. Well, then why is she expecting him? To no, no, because, because he's. I think. I think from the context, he doesn't want the relationship on social media. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I I would say you, darling, need to be valued. You need to be, you need to, you want to be felt like you're being valued by this man. And this man does not make you feel valued because he's on social media a lot. And how she's, she's getting it is that he like wants girls to think he's single or maybe is like, isn't proud of her. What doesn't want to show her off. I think yeah, that those are yeah, the you need to I have get. a serious conversation. Yeah, I, she needs to have a serious conversation. If someone doesn't make you feel like the most amazing person in the whole wide world, then it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. And, and even doesn't for you, like, like, I would want to be with someone that I'm like, yeah, that's my girlfriend. I want to show her off, like, best thing in the world. And you'd want to think that about your partner. Like, your yeah. partner should be your biggest fan. And yeah. if he's on social media working... I assume he's in fitness if I would know him, which means that like, I don't know, it just feels like you're being hidden a bit. Mm, definitely. Um, I don't like that. I read a quote and see what you think about this. I can't, I'll probably, I'm just going to paraphrase the quote, but it was about relationships and it said, if um, the person I'm seeing, I don't want me to be their number one priority. I want them to be their number one priority, their self-growth, their blah, 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 blah. What do you think about that? I like it. I think Will Smith did a quote like this as well. And it was something like, I'll bring my best self to you if you bring your best self to me. And it was about like, like working on yourself to bring, I think more more of the point was like, you shouldn't, rely on the relationship to make you feel good like you should you should bring an amazing self to the relationship which becomes even more amazing Mm. does that make sense like so you're not relying on the relationship to bring Mm. you happiness I think he was more talking about happiness like you go off and do what you need to do to make you happy and Mm. bring that happiness to the relationship and then the relationship will be more happy yeah you should be the love of your own life love thyself love thy love thine thine self be true (laughs) Um, yeah see the thing is like i i think i want me to be paul's number one priority (laughs) no but i want you want like (laughs) i'm not i'm not because that's not healthy that's not healthy yeah that's 
like I want every decision that he makes in his life to be like how does that affect Shona yeah no I think that should be part of it for sure (laughs) like that should be a consideration how is this going to affect my partner and if you're not thinking that then you probably don't see it long term yeah absolutely yeah totes agree darling totes agree 100% far 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 what yet again solving the world's relationship problems one podcast at a time what problem did we solve there um god how do you think people are getting on in isolation like how are you getting on in isolation as a couple as a couple like great really really good would pass it the same i hate it no, he actually just said to me um, today that um, my moods had been really stable recently, <laughs> so he was having a great it's like week. a backhanded compliment, isn't it? I know. <laughs> um, you've been like not crazy recently, and I've yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, because um, my moods are like I'll, I'll get really hyper and then just really grumpy, um, especially during my time of the month. But I mean, I've been just sort of generally slightly below hyper all the time this last week so it's been it's been good it's been fun yeah mm, excellent excellent how, how about you how are you finding lockdown relationship wise well you know me and uh this very small hand um <laughs> oh oh well you know it's been great it's been a really great time um fine mm-hmm. i've like i have been working a lot you have you really really yeah. have like you feel like I've been I've been hustling hard in this uh lockdown period you're a hashtag boss babe oh I'm a hashtag boss babe my own boss girl boss what else do they say Mm. hun I don't know queen hashtag queen um so yeah I mean yeah I don't think I would have worked half as much if I had if I was in a relationship Oh, that's interesting. Do you think that would have been a distraction? And yeah. what would you rather? What would you rather? Oh. Probably a good balance between the two. Mm-hmm. But then equally, I'm very proud of what I've done during lockdown. And also quite a lot of my time is taken up with um, dealing with blooming side effects of painkillers. So maybe I don't have time for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if um, if you needed to make time for a relationship, like you'd have to sacrifice certain things in your in your job? I think it's called a compromise. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I feel like you. Do you think you would need to meet someone? And and thinking back on your previous relationships, someone who is as driven and hardworking as you like you're laughing but you can't hear that in the podcast you laughed a little bit so I take it that's not the case that was just a that was a subtle laugh a just little a dry bend. laugh <laughs> yeah. oh, um I don't know what works better okay this is actually a good question so would a relationship work better if you're both really driven so maybe you could understand each other's workload slash ethic well mm. but then do you really get to spend that much time together because you're both so driven or is it better to have like one person who's really driven maybe career-wise and one person who I don't want to say not driven because I think most people are driven to something but they could just have slightly different goals and desires and I don't know I don't know what works better like having like I don't know two people of the same temperament or one person who's a bit more like chill and homely maybe Mm-hmm. what do you think yeah. I, I mean it depends if um if they are like that in all aspects of their life I think if someone was um not like if they were quite satisfied to do the same thing every day and um, they didn't really pull their weight around the house um they didn't really try and make new friends or like make new hobbies and then I think like that would be a complete deal breaker for me. But as you say, like, if, if they had things out, because your work isn't, like, maybe your work is your life, but maybe for some people your work isn't your life. You've got other things that bring you much more f- fulfillment. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I don't think I would be that bothered if someone was satisfied 
just but you and Paul are both quite driven and ambitious uh, yeah Paul's super super driven and ambitious and he and we both get like I'm kind of struggling a little bit with not being able to continue to work on certain goals right now because there's certain things like I really love working in events I mean I just can't there's nothing you can do about that right now well you're growing a podcast slightly different but it's still like I'm able to get lots of people to hear my voice in a way uh, but he's really doing well and he's he's using this time to develop himself and move forward like he isn't satisfied just being comfortable and I think a lot of like me and you are both like that we get as soon as life is easy then we're bored yeah yeah and I, I actually think with business like if you just like get to a stage where you're like comfortable or satisfied and almost like take your foot off the gas that like not much you know I think you just end up going backwards mm, 100% yeah yep um what do you think would you have to, would like what if someone was uh I don't know like I, what I'm trying to say something that wouldn't offend see if someone had like the same the same job that they'd got since they'd finished school and they'd not progressed upwards um and the whole time that like since they'd met you whatever how would you feel about that I don't I think that people so I think there's a distinction between a job and a career and I think we're really lucky because we have careers and that we do something that we love and it's going somewhere and you keep trying to build on that and the job is more and which is absolutely fine like you might want a sort of nine to five job where you can turn off at 5 p.m maybe you don't want to move up the ladder there Uh but you have a really big social life and loads of hobbies and yeah yeah do you know what like some people are like oh why would you want to just work all day and then live for the weekend but for some people that's a good life and then live for the weekend doesn't have to mean like go out on the piss from friday until like sunday like it yeah. could be you know you want to spend all your time with your family outside of work and that's absolutely like if that's what your goals are and things that's that's fine i think and it's just different than do you think you've been, so what do your parents do? Are they similar to you or do they have more like jobs rather than careers? Um, they're both, well, my mum's retired. Uh, my mum was a deputy head teacher of a school and my dad was a factory manager. Um, and I think, like they both did the self-employed thing at one point, but I'm the only self-employed person in my family. Um, the only person that's really only like I, I've, I've been self-employed for years and that's really the only way I will continue to be mm-hmm. um, but I think yeah they're definitely driven they were always really hard working as well um, and all my sisters are really driven and hard working like I've got a, a doctor a dentist and another deputy head teacher so uh-huh. um, yeah and, and a personal trainer do you ever get that at like parties and stuff where someone's like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a personal trainer. And they're like, oh. You know, that's really, that's really funny, right? So when I was much younger than I am now and I said I was a personal trainer, I quite liked how I was like, it's almost like I'm a personal trainer. Like, oh, yeah. I'm a personal trainer. But now that I'm 31, like I probably wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I think you're underselling yourself. When you just yeah, but what, it would take a long time. Like, I'm a personal trainer, but I'm really big on education. I mostly work on like, <laughs> programs of like, yeah, and pe- and then everyone's like, "What do you mean an online personal trainer?" I'm like, oh. "What about seeing like, um, I have a fitness empire. Oh, that's good. <laughs> or I even, or even um, empire. I own a fitness business. Sounds better than I'm a personal trainer." It totally, look, I mean, it's also true. I own a fitness business. I'm in the business of fitness. I am in the business. Wait, what were we just talking about? Because I had something to say and I can't remember it now. We were talking about um, if your partner's driven, I think. Oh, yeah, and your parents. So I think I got like a lot of that from my parents. Like they they are both, they're not self-employed, but working in academia is kind of like that. You have to apply for grants and you have to sort of work your way up and... Uh-huh. is very competitive and like my mum went back to work like straight after well not straight after but pretty soon after she had me and so did I oh really yeah and I don't think she would have got to where she was like if you take 
I don't know, two years out of science to like bring up your kids and spend more time with them, then I don't think you get to where you were. And I, I think some people look at that and they're like, oh, but you miss so much of like your children growing up. Like, were you there when they first walked and all this stuff? And I mean, it, it wasn't like I never saw my mum, but obviously she wasn't there all day. But I think that was way more inspiring than some mums. And this is absolutely fine, but some mums just become mums, right? Yeah. And then your children look up to you and they're like, okay, so what if you've got a daughter that's like, oh, what could, you know, you, you are their biggest inspiration. And if you're, yeah. I don't want to say just a mum, but if that is your sole thing, then that's kind of what they look up to that is, that's what I want to do. Mm. And I think for me, I like looked up to my mum and I was like, okay, well, she, you know, she's a mum, but she's also a professor and she's also all these other things and she has another identity to that. And I think that yeah. was like quite inspiring for me. And oh, there's yeah. a lot of like really when I look at my family, like inspirational women. And I think that was like a big driver. And it's interesting that it, I don't know if it has to be women, but because obviously you see someone like yourself doing very well. Mm -hmm. It's similar to the sort of diversity, well, not even debate, but diversity issues that if you, like if you were a, a young, like maybe immigrant and you saw an immigrant who was doing amazingly well, it's really motivating. Or, and even with like disabilities like oh look there's someone on tv with the same disability as me that makes me feel like I could potentially do something like that so I think it is really inspiring and I think you're hugely molded by your environment when you're growing up yeah yeah I totally agree and I, and it is easy for for us to say this because we don't have kids but at the same time I really think that if you put your your own needs like just like we we're saying about relationships if your child sees you investing time and energy in yourself and valuing yourself and even just like taking time out to exercise uh, I think that can tell a child and teach a child so much to value your own like looking mm -hmm. after your own body because if your mum sacrifices everything to look after you then what is that that what's that teaching you that's just teaching you that you're the most important person in the whole wide world that isn't necessarily the best way to live is it yeah so yeah your, your i think you sorry go ahead i was just gonna say your mum obviously did that she had had kids but also continued to work on her own career and that made you realize that that was that was something that you could do as well so yeah and also because we know like our clients a lot of them are mums as well and and i think there's that oh like it's almost like it's selfish to spend some time on yourself. But as you're saying, like, that's hugely inspiring. And if you're like, oh, you know what? The whole time I grew up, every morning, mum would take half an hour to go do a circuit. And, and they'll be like, oh, that's normal. People get up in the morning and do a workout because it makes them feel good for the day. And if your mum has always done that, that's amazing. Like, yeah. it's such an inspiration. It's showing your kids, like, mm -hmm. I guess even just thinking, what, what would I hope that my daughter learns from me and then yeah. and it doesn't have to be daughter it could be son as well but but knowing that like mum always gets up takes some time for herself does her exercise or she has alone time when she goes for a walk that's her time to think about stuff and it, it, they're just like good things to pass on I guess mm -hmm. yeah wow I, now we're giving out parenting <laughs> advice it's because I'm so I'm doing pre and postnatal exercise qualification just now and I'm on chapter three so oh. I do already feel <laughs> chapter three of like 500 I already feel like I can give some advice to, to mums out there um but it is it is such an interesting course because the main reason that I'm doing it is um in the next couple of years it's probably something that will happen to me I want to have babies that also, will happen to me <laughs> Hopefully it will ha it will ha it will happen upon me like a divine <laughs> intervention. I am with child. <laughs> Paul's gonna be like, "What the fuck? Why, why is she shouting that in the flat?" Uh, yeah. So I wanted to know, just be like, just be educated about it, and um, then if my clients decide they want to have babies, they can feel that they can still train with me. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I think know, it's a really good qualification to do actually. In yeah. Definitely. Do you know I I don't I don't I'm not even pregnant. I I'm not like it's not in the immediate future. But see posts about like from fitness people about being pregnant. 
movement, it gives me already that horrible anxious feeling. And do you know what is a real myth that like, and that people throw about there that, that people say, oh, you're dead fit. You'll have a dead easy birth or dead easy labor or you'll have a dead easy pregnancy. I think that's really unfair and puts so much pressure because I know already when I get pregnant, I'll put that pressure on myself because I'll be like, Shona, you're dead fit. You should be like... You're flexible. You do yoga. It should just pop out. Be fine. Fly. It'll just drop out. Uh, Yeah, so that is something that that maybe is for another podcast, but... um, Yeah, I was just about to say that would be really good, but also because we're on Zoom now, I think this ends at the, the hour. No, are you? Do you pay for Zoom? No. Oh, yeah, it probably does. Uh, so so I, we better round up. Yeah. To round up, it's not been the funniest podcast because I know that normally people come to the Up Close and Personal Trainer podcast for the lulls. Um, but you know, I hope that you've come away with some some food for thought on the. Yeah, I found, I found that really interesting. So did I. Maybe so we, we can do a, a lols podcast early next week. Yeah, let's do a lols. I need some lols. Yeah. I, I laughed at myself a lot. Laugh Well, at us laughing at the poo. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, why is laughing so contagious? Oh, I'm going to look this up. It's like magic, isn't it? Like, just hearing someone laugh. Well, even it's, just watching a video where, like, the thing might not even be funny, but them laughing is hilarious. It's good for the soul, isn't it? It's really good for the soul. Like, Paul, Paul, Paul had an email that frustrated him the other day, and I was like, right, smile, smile. And then, I, and then he was like, smiling. And I said, hold it for 10 seconds. And he didn't tell me that he felt better, but I imagined he probably did. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that better, but I, um, I thought he did. I'm so self-aware. I'm so kind, and I always help people feel better, don't I? Oh, it's like when um, physios and stuff ask such leading questions, like, "Oh, that feels better, doesn't it?" And you in your head, you're like, "No, it feels exactly the same." And they're like, "Hmm, so, oh, so much more flexible now." Yeah, I think we've really released that, and I'm like. Oh my God, you're so right. That must be like what they learn in week one of physio school. <laughs> yeah, I really, and, and also I think it's just like British politeness. I'm like, whenever they're like, oh, it feels better. I'm like, yeah, oh, thank you so much. And then I leave and I'm like, feel the same. <laughs> like, ow. Ow. Yeah, and, and, and on that note, goodbye. And we shall, um, we shall see you soon. Goodbye. Oh, wait, do it in your soft voice. <clears throat> I have a lovely weekend and maybe it will we'll have another podcast next week okay bye